after last night, I swear I'll never drink alone again No, only with my friends No one wants to go out on Monday, Tuesday Everyone's drinking at home Wednesday, I'm getting high Thursday, no one picks up the Just remember to text before taco. Taco! Taco. Taquino! Taco Saturday? Taco birthday? Taco day. Taco extravaganza. Taco adventure. Taco tornado. Taco tour. Taco LA. Welcome back, everyone. To text before calling. Taco tuberculosis. I am your host, Sean Nasty. Joining me as always, Eric the Wheelman Wheeler. Yay, I'd hit the applause button, but we're in the car. To quote the great Sanjman, Nasty's got to go. Man. Can I read uh, to you his <laughs> most recent tweet about you? Uh-oh. So Sanj was inadvertently complimenting some photos of me and the big Nasty. <laughs> saying, oh, who's that guy? Looks like you're having fun. Uh, you should hang out with someone more famous, though, but it looks like a good dude. And then I said, that's nasty, that's your nemesis. His exact quote was, dump him today, dude. Leave him on the side of the road. Pick up Sam and have fun. Wow. First of all, I'm not someone who has fun, so forget that. Yeah, that's why we mesh. Yeah. I am I am sort of like the fun sheriff, I, I feel. Yeah, well, that's your certainly your, your work reputation, but... Uh, Is being really, a fun sheriff? Yeah, certainly. You think um, so? Well, isn't that kind of your job? I mean, yeah. we try not to talk about your job, but um, no. Well, I do that. I do that pro bono. The the anti fun stuff I do for free. Yeah, yeah that's that's just, not that's not included in the salary. Right, right. But yeah. that's a a uh, fringe benefit, a perk, if you will, of the position. Yeah, it's like you know the the, the reason that like statists become you know prison guards or whatever. Mm -hmm, certainly, yeah, it's yeah. like that's how I get my kicks. Yeah, certainly understandable, but uh, it is kind of. Um, uh, strange for me to uh, to read the uh, the Twitter, considering um, you know we have 20 fans and the only people that talk about our show are trying to get rid of me. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's become a, a legit campaign. It, it certainly has. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think the uh, the Sanj man really realizes the extent of his uh, request, though. The the, re, the the nasty recall has has achieved like legitimate proportions. Well, I mean, like it's going on the ballot. It's going to be on the California ballot. Well, I mean, Sanchez. Prop thirty four. Vote yes on re recalling nasty. If we only have twenty listeners, that's like five percent that wants nasty to go. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're. But, uh, yeah, I just want to point out, like, yet again, this is not a democracy. Oh no! So five percent carries. <laughs> Right. Well, it's the the most vocal five percent, certainly. So uh, I think you could do the noble thing here and step down. Really? Yeah. You, you want me to still hang out and record your shows, though? I I, I want to move into your place. <laughs> I want you to sleep on the street, and I want you to fire up the machine when the inspiration strikes me. You want to wear my skin too? Yes. Right on. Yeah. It turns out the nasty was inside of us all along. I, you could certainly fit inside my skin. That wouldn't be an issue at all. I want to just reel off some of those um, dot, 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 inside us all along references I've been making today with no context. Mm. One of them was, it turns out the robots were inside of us all along. Mm. The next one was, 
turns out the ghetto was inside of us all mm. along. That's all. No context. I'm not going to explain myself. Doesn't matter. That was in our private time, as Joey likes to call it. Private time? Yeah. There's no private time. No. This is 2016. <laughs> uh, basically, according to uh, Mr. Joseph Bonnier, private time is when the mics are not on. Oh, <laughs> that naive fool. Indeed. When does yeah. he think the NSA turns the mics off? Uh, everything is on the record these days. Yeah. Have you seen The Wire? Fuck, man. They're always listening. I haven't seen The Wire, but you are a middle-aged white man recommending The Wire to me. So oh, that's right. I'm well in my comfort zone. Man, this is like the what the third thing that you haven't seen today. This what is, what are the other two? Uh, Smurfs, Smurfs, Meet Baywatch. No, uh, the fucking Albert Brooks uh, defending your life. Oh yeah, now that I'm I'm actually regretful of not seeing. Hmm. Some people say live your life with no regrets. I live my life almost exclusively with regrets. Yeah. Regrets are my fuel. Yeah, you know, regrets are the only thing that that you know motivate. Regrets and impressing women are the only thing that motivate me to do anything. And I have a girlfriend, so that's out the window. I thought those were the same thing. I always regret trying to impress women. The, uh, <laughs> Wait, you regret trying to impress them? I never regret trying. I regret uh, failing to impress them. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. But um, in in those, uh, what, what is the uh, the cliche? Uh, you only regret the things you didn't do, or you something? only regret one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah, that's uh, completely antithetical to the way the fall lives his life. Um, yeah, I, the I, fall lives his life. Yeah, I, I live a life. I don't know that I live my life. Uh, am I living my? Uh, what is that? Living, living your purpose or living, uh, living your bliss? Is that the phrase the kids are using these days? I don't know. Or the kids uh, follow 40, your bliss. Forty-year-old women follow your bliss. Yeah. yeah. Would They're, you say you follow your bliss, John? <laughs> um, well, no, uh, I've I, seen you blissed out, but I've never <laughs> seen you following your bliss. No. Yeah. That's not. Uh, that's not a thing. Uh, dreams are stupid, and dreams are there to be quashed. You. You certainly have a certain childlike glee about certain things though mm. death yeah uh controlled substances yeah um late 80s wwf wrestling <laughs> certainly yeah that's um, about it yeah no there there are I mean, there's a cap on there's a hard cap on this list oh that, that's the that's like my my life philosophy is the uh the the lower you keep the ups the the less down the downs are so uh you know some people try and ride that roller coaster where their their highs are so high that their lows are so low, whereas I just try and, you know, even it out. See, I wish you I wish you were more of a pussy hound and had some unexpected pregnancy. Because you would be an awesome father. Because <laughs> oh, you're so emotionally pragmatic <laughs> and you really just squash dreams. You try and you try and make That's you know, why I'm a teacher. <laughs> right. You, sh you try and make life's boundless possibilities fit into this horrible, you know, square box that we were all forced to live in. Yeah, my my triangular life. There is. it is! Julia Roberts weird. Oh my god. Hat. Look Whoa. at that. Julia Roberts' hair is on a bus, and um, but hair. Jennifer Aniston still has the same hair from fucking always Jennifer Aniston. But uh, you know what? Yeah. It, it looks like the wig from the Fifth Element. Uh, no, that was hotter. Um, no, that was uh, the fucking <laughs> Julia Roberts one. That that's just like. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh no, no, it's a uh, fucking um, uh, Jim Carrey from uh, Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's, it's Jim Carrey with the uh, with the shade of orange from Fifth Element. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. On that, Julia Roberts' head. That, like, weird orange that usually only, like, 60-year-old Mexican ladies have. Right. But, but, yeah. they, but the only newborn infants can see. <laughs> only, they can, only they can see that color band. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes. But the way, I just want to point out, it mm -hmm. is, um, you know, it's cropped out. 
Mm-hmm. I think they intentionally uh, matted out the the propeller beanie on top of her head. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, in that photograph. Yeah, they, well, it should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, TB4C. Um, what are the uh, the pudding headed pig fuckers? Right. Um, I call upon the clan to uh, uh, endow, endow her with a beanie with a propeller on it. This is Sean's most powerful incantation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go out and uh, do good in the name of our pod. All four listeners, we <laughs> gather you from the four corners of the earth. Well, there's 20 listeners, so four yeah. of them have to know Photoshop by that math. Some of you have to be online, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a pretty strong snail mail-based subscription service. <laughs> Sean, don't forget to mail out the cassettes today. Oh, I, uh, I deliver them by hand. That's why I haven't seen you these last few weeks. <laughs> You've been on the Pony Express tour. <laughs> on a road trip. That's yeah. right. Uh, oh, so I just want to point out that we had our first of many failures today. Hmm. I tried to take talk. Uh, I tried to take Taco to Sean. Tried to take Sean to a taco truck yeah. called Carnitas El Momo. Um, so, as with a lot of taco trucks, there's some nebulous information regarding them: <laughs> where they are, what they serve, whether it's a truck, a stand, if it's still around. Uh, the price, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of kind of hard to pin down these details unless you're there in person. One of my many issues with the whole truck extravaganza. Uh, one of your many prejudices, yes. we might say. So anyway, so I realize when we get there, um, it's it's all grayed out on Yelp, but that doesn't stop me. You know, <laughs> a, a little grayed out info has never held me back. Um, so we get there, and then I realize I had searched Carnitas El Mimo. Nah, uh, not Momo. Like Captain Mimo. Mm. Not Momo. Yeah. What do you say, Marco? Polo? <laughs> Marco. Mar- Rubio? No, what was the thing <laughs> you were saying? Oh, Mario Mario. Yeah. No, you said Mario Cuomo. Oh, yeah, Mario Carnitas Cuomo. Carnitas El Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that's something worth tracking down. Yeah, the uh, the Cuomo truck. Right. Yeah. New York governor's... Uh, <laughs> can you imagine a New York taco? Can you imagine being in the state of New York and eating a taco? Is, is that That's got to be illegal. I've never been to New York. Is that like uh, sacrilege? I'm sure they have, like, Puerto Rican tacos there. Is that a thing? No, I mean, uh, New York famously does not have very good Mexican food. Mm. They don't have ma- very many Mexicans, do they? Which is so bizarre to me. Well, it's kind of the, the, it's closer to Puerto Rico. So, like, they go there and the Mexicans are closer to... But clearly, and I respect the Mexican immigrants for doing this, they get to around, like, you know, southern Virginia and they go, far enough. Yeah, that's true. No, they, need, no need to go north. They do. They make it to Chicago, at least. Um, I, I respect the Mexican immigrants' rejection of, of the Northeast. Yeah. New England, New York, they say, no thanks. And it's it's not like the winters, because Chicago has way worse winters. Sure. But, uh, yeah. No, no they got a good head on their shoulders, uh, these people. Yeah. No, I've never, they know what's uh, up. I've never doubted the uh, the resolve of the Mexican people. They're uh, the backbone of the Southwest. I mean, I say, despite the heated rhetoric surrounding these <laughs> folks, I say just turn the country over to them, like, completely. Um, I don't know about Like, let's get out of the government business. White people, let's just get out of it. Let's get out while the getting's good. We'll take our golden parachute package. We're done. Just give it to illegal Mexican immigrants. They, It's their country now. Guys, good luck. I think illegal is... Um, uh, a, a person... I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't use that term. A person cannot be illegal. Yeah. Um, undocumented. There you go. Okay. No, that that is... Uh, that's one of those phrases that I try not to use. Like whenever <laughs> I learned gypsy was a racial slur. Because it is. It's like, like when a, I yelled at you? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, it's just, it's a horrible yeah. phrase, illegal immigrant. 
And like I, your existence is illegal. I understand that, but I try, like, I, I do rage against the whole PC idea in general. No, like, I, I just think that that leads to a mentality of this person is inherently criminal because they are living here and working here. Yeah. Like, like if you're robbing someone or if you're raping someone, okay, you're a criminal. If you're going to a job site or you're <laughs> cooking or whatever, like, you're not a criminal. Yeah. Well, you're a criminal because you've broken the law to get here, but... Um, yeah. That oh, you're talking about man's law. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the higher law. Morality versus law. This is. I'm talking about Prince's thing, law. Am I talking to O'Brien? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking to the guitar god in heaven. <laughs> the purple one. The, uh, you think you think the purple one would turn away a Mexican immigrant from political office, regardless <laughs> of their of their legal status? No. Um, he he would put their hand on a stack of hustler magazines and swear them in. <laughs> uh, do the. Um, do the, do the Jehovah's have their own Bible? I have no idea. Because mm. I remember, naturally, people were, were um, reporting on his Jehovah Witness-ish religiousity. Yeah. Yes. And I realized during these reports that I have no friggin' idea. What separates? Yeah. Like, yeah. what makes a Jehovah's Witness different from other Christians? To me, they're in, like, the same boat as the Mormons, but I know it's totally different. Well, the uh, one the one thing I know about them that I really respect is that they are not allowed to publicly proclaim their charitable work. Mm. They can't like they are forbidden from bragging about how they helped poor people. Wow, which I think is fucking rad. Yeah, and that's really the closest cool. thing to like true altruism. Yeah. Okay, we're encountering some street closures. Not sure what's going on here. Uh, it is the weekend. We're trying to get to the LA. tacos, sir. That's. Yeah. Okay, we can't. They're keeping us a hundred yards away from the pagoda, so there's a restraining order. Yeah, we gotta uh, we gotta go around the the A pagoda to get to the next taco. So anyway, yeah. So Cornitas El Momo, just off the table. I think the one I wanted to go to is in Boyle Heights, and it's only open Friday and Thursday or Friday <laughs> and Saturday. Anyway, it's not open right now. Is that a truck? It's a... We're going to try this side street. It seems odd. It, it someone, is a truck. Okay. I didn't think someone would pay rent to be open two days a week. And there's another one, according to Yelp.com, but it's in Florence. And Isn't that like... My, my devotion to tacos runs pretty deep, but it doesn't run Florence deep. Mm. Not, not Florence, Italy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Florence, Southern California. Right on. Which is almost certainly a better town than Florence, Italy. <laughs> Um, I haven't been to either. So, so we failed uh, number two. Damn. Yeah, we took a we we took a real dump on number two there. Number two was a real turd. We um, get it. Poo. Yeah. Uh, feces. Shit jokes. We get it. Um, diarrhea. Yeah. Shizo. No, no, no. Oh, no. Let's keep this English space, sir. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, scatological. Do a little scat for me. <laughs> That was more like a Bill Cosby thing. That's so annoying. <laughs> That's where I learned to scat, my man. <laughs> the Cosby what? Show. That episode where he's wearing the uh, the the tap shoes and he's like rubbing his foot on the chair. This sounds That's, like something yeah. Grandpa Sim Simpson would do. That's, this is not something like a Cosby episode. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I, I'm imagining uh, Abe Simpson with you know the potatoes and getting sued by Charlie Chaplin's lawyer. Do you yeah. remember that one? Um, oh yeah, yeah. So, Hashtag TV. Hashtag so good right now. Hashtag so good in 1993. Cosby's pretty much the same thing, just more raping. Oh, I, I would say Cosby's comedy has gotten sharper as he's gotten older. <laughs> His recent observations are really, really hitting home. Really cutting through the uh, political BS. Yeah, yeah. Pull up your pants. Do some Spanish fly. 
It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you think Prince was a breast man? Um, I, I hate to be racist, but I assume he was uh, an ass man. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the women he he was with were pretty well endowed in That's both, a good point. both yeah. respects. Yeah. I mean, when I think of Carmen Electra, he was with Electra. I think of a, a well-rounded young woman. Yeah. Uh, Not- yeah. I mean, I think he discovered Carmen Electra in his bed in Minneapolis one night. <laughs> right I think then. she became famous through association with Prince. Oh, he's made a lot of people famous. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, now, here's the thing. He was obviously quite a Lothario, mm-hmm. but he genuinely supported women professionally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. he, like, yeah, he discovered Carmen Lecture, but he, like, got her acting jobs. He, like, put her out there. He put yeah. her in touch with people. They weren't just sexual... Con- I mean, they were that as well. Yeah. But they weren't just sexual conquests to him. They were people whose, like, careers he would try to support. I guess that's better than... Uh, like, he wrote songs for Sheila E. He, like, made her. Right. Especially if you watch Purple Rain. That's pretty much what that movie is about. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, I assume that's just, you know, cheaper than alimony. Maybe he's just a, a nice guy. Yeah, no, I'm sure he is. Well, see, I, oh, I, I go back and forth because he's, he's got, like, that, like, really sort of... Um, high on his own shit, sort of like condescending, better than everyone sort of mystique about him. But I'm not sure if like the real Prince. I think that was, was just a persona, I, personally. Yeah. Obviously I have no real evidence to back this up. Yeah, yeah. But my thought on it, because he was such a private person, yeah. my thought is that that's all sort of, you know, the id and the persona. And this yeah. is just something he puts out. That, basically that's a way that like, shy people interact with the world is to act like they're a diva or act like they're a superstar, act like they're above it all, and then recede into their sort of quiet private shell. I don't know, but like when you hear people talk about him, they always talk about like how intense he was Uh in normal situations. Just like, you know, playing a basketball game, he'd get like ultra competitive. It was like really awesome according to, what was it, that Charlie uh, Charlie Murphy show? I guess what I'm trying to say is even that to me Mm. is his public persona. When he's out with people, he treats everything like a stage. Like Mm. he still, my opinion, my guess would be he feels like he has to be Prince when he's like entertaining people. I feel like he's the type of person that would like always be entertaining. Like I don't think he Always like, be on? Yeah, I don't think he like gets out of bed without an entourage. I feel like it's uh, like, uh, was that Coming to America with Eddie Murphy, you know, where he like, he gets up to trumpeters playing and shit and then like <laughs> goes in to see his bathers <laughs> and they clean him. And, like, <laughs> I do think of, I do think of Prince as being like the, the king of a fake country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I read this, this nice recollection from Paul Westerberg. Do you know who he was? Not a clue. So he was uh, the singer and the songwriter for a band called The Replacements. Mm. Basically, Hi, we're The Replacements. That sounds like a plumber jingle. Uh, it's a TMBG uh, song about The Replacements. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, well, The Replacements has a song about uh, Alex Chilton, who was the singer of Big Star. <laughs> right so I, I, can't, meta. <laughs> I can't quite say that's full circle, but it's probably like, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's 270 a... 270 degrees? I'm sure that dude has a song about uh, TMBG. And <laughs> no, he, he dropped dead in Memphis a few years ago. Uh, I bet he's never heard of them. Anyway. They've been around for a while, man. No, uh, Alex Shelton, I don't think, has his ear to the... I don't think he ever had his ear to the modern era. Um, Who is he? He was also a, a troubled private individual. The singer of Big Star. Uh, anyway... I don't know Big Star. You are a Big Star. I am. A big, bright, shining star. Oh, you're a big, beautiful star. <laughs> So Paul Westerberg, uh, he w- the connection here is he was also from the Minneapolis music scene, uh, um, and he they which were just weird that that's even a thing. But I'm sorry. Why not? I mean, think about the Midwest. Like, there's not a lot of big towns around there. So no, everyone no. kind of coalesces in 
Minneapolis. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Detroit was a thing, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you'll allow Minneapolis? I guess, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, uh, so Paul Westerberg was from Minneapolis. He came up a few years after Prince. Obviously, the replacements were nowhere close to Prince commercially, mm. but because they were from the same area, and Prince was like a huge Minnesota booster. Gotcha. Like, he chose to live his entire life in Minnesota, mm-hmm. when he could have obviously lived anywhere. Yeah. Could have lived, you know, off the Cape of Good Hope or something. Yeah, with uh, Johnny Depp and friends. Right. He could have... Share scarves. Yeah. He could have lived the life of Mr. Popper's penguins, had he so chosen. <laughs> but, um... Anyway, so uh, so Paul Westerberg sort of saw him at a few shows when they were both coming up. Even at that point, Prince was like far bigger than them. He uh, he had this hilarious anecdote about how they'd be playing in this tiny club in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. like a hundred people. Prince would walk in in the middle of the show, just in the back of the room, mm-hmm. walk out and bring the entire audience with him. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know if he did that on purpose, but I kind of hope he did because it's you know it's just a cool power move. Totally. But uh, so anyway, Prince is like very supportive of. Uh, local musicians. Was this like Char- or, uh, Andy Coffin, where he'd like bring him out for milk and cookies and shit? Or, I like- don't think so. <laughs> but he he owned uh, Paisley Park in Minneapolis, where he you know died in the elevator. Mm. Um, uh, so anyway, he uh, he had his own recording studio there, and he would you know record different artists there. And Paul Westerberg, since he lived in Minneapolis, recorded there a bunch. And he said that he was recording a solo album. This was you know I don't know twenty years ago, and he said that. Um, Every now and then, Prince would just stop by, and he'd be wearing, like, jeans and sneakers, and he'd walk in the back and just sort of, like, make popcorn in the microwave and, like, <laughs> wave and walk, or, walk around. And apparently, Paul Westerberg's sister is a DJ, and so Prince would walk by and very softly be like, say hi to your sister for me, and then leave. And he said it was kind of nice and sweet to him because it seemed like Prince wanted people. Prince didn't want people to know how normal he was. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he gotcha. wanted to have that, that you know. Persona that weird sex alien persona mm. out there and didn't want to reveal the sweatpants, jeans, <laughs> microwave popcorn aspect of him. Totally. Not to say that's what he always did, yeah, yeah. but you never saw that, of course. Exactly. And I think that was by design. Oh, uh, yeah. He was a very calculated individual, I assume. But... Mm, y- yeah. I mean, I feel like that's always said in sort of a pejorative or negative way. Oh, no. Calculated. No, I mean, I, well, me being half robot, I fucking, you know, uh, definitely admire that in people. Um, consideration and thoughtfulness and um you know not even thoughtfulness in like the uh the pejorative sense of like you know being nice and thoughtful to people like just putting thought into what it is that you do right um i think that's a um a noble thing that not enough people do yeah yeah i mean i i relate and i respect the sort of calculated extrovertedness of Mm. prince because I feel like it sort of allows you to hide in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. Where you give people... That's like the Lady Gaga thing. Yeah, you give people what they want or what you think they want mm-hmm. and what they expect, and then that sort of gives you the freedom to do whatever you actually want to do. Yeah. So it lets you scribble on the margins a little bit because they're distracted by the sequins and they're distracted by the, you know, giant phallic cymbal guitar you're playing and they're yeah. distracted by the purple and the, you know, licking the guitar frets and everything. And that, to you, you don't really take seriously. And it's, I don't know, it's almost like a distraction that lets you actually do your creative work in the background of all that. Yeah, and I don't know that it necessarily applies to Prince, but if you're out there enough, you can actually make it so that people don't even recognize you when you're in your normalness. So, like, you can, you know, create a completely different public persona. Like, you know, I don't think, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, people probably wouldn't have recognized Lady Gaga out on the street just because she was, 
um, always so outlandish, but if she was, you know, just about normal, you know, t-shirt and jeans, I don't think people would have recognized her. She's a lot more, you know, public and toned down now, so that's a, a little bit more recognizable, but I think you can uh, basically, well, it might just be me and my personal face blindedness, but, uh, you know, when someone changes their hair, I don't know who they are anymore, so maybe that's my issue. But I feel like if you do that well enough or if you are flamboyant enough in your public persona, you can very much hide in plain sight. Sorry, the whole time you've been speaking, yeah. I was just imagining uh, Superman in, like, Bjork's swan dress from the Oscars. <laughs> like, no one would ever recognize Clark Kent if, if Superman, you know, glammed it up a little bit. That's very well possible. I mean, the... Uh, was it the glasses and the spit curl? That's pretty much all he had going for yeah. him. Yeah, um, imagine Superman with like a David Bowie, a Lansdane bolt going down his face. <laughs> no one would ever recognize that guy without the bolt. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. How many people would recognize Gene Simmons without the face paint? Like, now they would, but, you know, 10, 15 years ago. You know Gene Simmons is friggin' enormous, like physically large? Yeah, he's a huge dude and ugly as sin. And, yeah. He was uh, apparently um, behind me at the urinal line at the <laughs> Arclight uh, a few weeks ago. You seem to run into a lot of famous people in bathrooms. Um, it's a coincidence. <laughs> There's, I don't, is I there, don't even know what online forum you're referring to. <laughs> is there? <laughs> What's it called, dead drop? I don't use a dead drop. <laughs> well, this isn't the Cold War. <laughs> Uh, is there more to the story besides Gene Simmons just standing behind you at a urinal? 7.43 p.m. Arclight, first floor. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking about how he's like a linebacker. Oh, right on. That's also a terrible musician. Oh, damn. Not, Going there, huh? Well, okay, not terrible musician, a bad person. Oh, why? Did he have little he's girls a bad in person. too? No, he's a bad person because his music sucks. Uh, my music sucks. Am I a bad person? You don't, you don't believe in music. <laughs> yeah, I don't, but I have made crappy music before. That reminds me, we should record our own theme. We should apply the Sanj logic to Darren. Kick him to the curb, dump him. <laughs> we don't need him. He's the most expensive part of the show. Imagine Darren in like a Bowie or Prince like face paint sequins, purple hmm. gowns. I think he should glam it up. Yeah. Darren, if you want to keep your job, yeah. you need to up the visual aesthetic. We need uh, more of a laser light show and some sparkles and uh, sequins and... Uh, what, you, what he needs to do is get some like Kiss-esque um, body armor. Yeah, uh, Guar-esque, I think. Um, we need to uh, step it up a notch. Kiss just wasn't enough. Last question for the day. Mm -hmm. Were Kiss Super Saiyans? <laughs> Were they the original Super Saiyans? Why slash in? Um, they were, and then they went Super Saiyan, and then they didn't come back, and now we're stuck with Gene Simmons. See, that's why Gene Simmons sucks, because he's stuck in Super Saiyan level 2, which no one likes. <laughs> I didn't know there were levels. There's like five. Really? No, there's levels to everything. Tune in next week for the levels. Just remember to text before